Welcome to the Oklahoma Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You are about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma real estate market. This is your fresh port on housing conditions that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Plan your next move in real estate with this fast vital market news to aid your next real estate adventure. Landon is a genuine self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. He's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt. Coming up on today's show is Richard Mize from the Oklahoman. All I know is what people tell me, what I see, and what I read. It is bad out there, but it's not as bad here, and here's why. 95% of real estate investors fail in investing. That, according to the biggerpockets.com website, read that article earlier this week, and it was a reminder of when you hear your friends, family, or just people online, oh man, I bought another property today, and you're thinking, how in the world are they buying so much property? Are they doing so much action, so much activity? And I think the reminder for us all is 95% are failing Folks, that is a staggering number, but you know what? It's no different than running an independent business. Tony Robbins will tell you 96% of those fail within the first 10 years. And even those, the 4% that succeed, are they really making a good living at it? So never underestimate the complexity that we're dealing with here. And each time we're going through these files now, we are taking an eagle eye view, making sure that the numbers work and if they don't work, we don't do the deal or we send the offer in at a price where the deal does make sense and we're firing off three to five offers per day now. Look, if you don't have a real estate agent that is investment minded and that's not prepared to start slinging offers out, waiting for that one opportunity, you see, you don't know what's going through the mind of the seller and being on the market is an anxiety producing event for many, many homeowners. And if they can take a lower offer and that can end that period of uncertainty and give them that ability to proceed to closing, that just may be the ticket that you need. So rapid fire offers coming out right now. If you're not getting our property alerts, I want you to send me an email saying that you opt in. Google, Gmail, all Yahoo, Hotmail, they're all getting stricter and stricter and stricter to eliminate spam mail. I am not spam. However, we seem to be getting caught in your spam box. How you can alleviate that is just emailing my property alert email address, which is sales at okcreal.com. Just email opt-in, period, space, whatever, 
if you're sending me an email to that email address, I know you're wanting to opt in. So sales at okcreal.com. Send that right away. I want to get to our guest here on the show, Richard Mize from the Oklahoman. We're going to slow the pace down so you can understand where he's at. If you're into journalism, great episode for you. Kind of interesting to hear the terminology he talks about. So stay tuned for this coming right up. For more information or to get started with your home, visit OklahomaRealEstateShow.com. Richard Mize has covered housing, commercial real estate, construction, development, finance, and related business since 1999. He was the Oklahoma real estate editor, curating and editing the newspaper's real estate section for 22 years. First off, I'm very excited that you've come on the show today. Um, I felt years in the making. Well, you asked me a couple of times, and for a variety of reasons, I couldn't, and I happened mm-hmm. to be able to, and I'm glad to today. That's new. 1987 was a time period where we had several banks collapse due to an oil crisis, right. and and then we kind of went into this period of darkness, if you will, mm-hmm. where property values, at least the index, dropped 17% throughout Oklahoma, and a lot of people migrated out of here. Mm-hmm. Then we went into the 2000s, which was the dot-com period. Now, that's when you kind of stepped in. What was that like in 2000s here? Were we excited? I mean, well, was, what was the environment here? Well, well looking, looking back now, looking back, when I got, <clears throat> when I got here in 99, we were, as far as I'm concerned, we were still getting over the oil bust. It was only 15 years before, 84, 85. And remember, I was a kid. I graduated high school in 82, mm-hmm. and so in 87, I'm coming out of Oklahoma State looking for a job, right? And I took the one in Texas. My poor roommate was a petroleum engineer major, <laughs> and he had suffered for six years to get this very difficult degree, and there's nothing for him out there in 87 and 88. Yeah. So anyway, um, when I get to Wichita Falls, it's at the bottom still of the, of the bust, um, hmm. Somebody told me at one of the little old towns, Electra, Texas, they said, uh, you'll notice that uh, everybody, everybody's cars are the same vintage. They're all 86 models because that was the last time anybody bought a new car. And I was there in uh, 89 is when I started. Wow. And I thought that was a good way to illustrate it because the money was flowing as long as the money was flowing. And then when it mm. wasn't, it wasn't. And mm. time stood still in some ways in that town or dragged. Mm. Well, now, by the time I got here, 10 years later, got here. Times were a lot different, obviously, but still the vestige or the legacy of the of the bust was still around. People mm. were suspicious, a little more careful, uh, and then uh, and then the dot com thing. As you know, we were talking about that before we started here. The dot com was the promise and the hope, and then bam, it busts, mm. and it hit here. It hit here with the Corning plant at Sarah and Reno, I guess. Uh, yeah, Corning uh, Corning was building a fiber optic. A plant here to produce fiber optics bust. Well, that framework or that factory stood there for, I think, a 10 or a dozen years before Dick Tannenbaum bought it and turned it into what he's turned it into now, which is an office complex and an apartment complex he just announced and all this and that. Hmm. <clears throat> so... Anyway, and so then we get into uh, we get into the uh, pre-recession, the, the, the 2005, fri- well, 2006. the frenzy, the housing boom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, which turned into a, a debacle because of quote liars' loans and uh, easy easy credit, which easy credit, which came back and bit everybody, and uh, you know, fortunately, it was a slump here, not a crash. 
Mm-hmm. A slump's yep. big, but it's not a crash. Mm-hmm. And we lost some builders, uh, but not a whole lot. And prices held. Um, Were your articles sensational at that time, or really there wasn't? I mean, what, what was it like writing during the recession here? Well, it was. You know, I, all I know is what people tell me, what I see, and what I read. And to their credit, I think to their credit, the the local home builders builders didn't let it get away from them. I mean, they never let people forget that you know that it is bad out there, but it's not as bad here. And here's why: they had faces. Jeff Click comes to mind. They had people that were constantly telling folks, "We're still here. We're still building. It's tough, but it's not as bad as it, as it is in Dallas. It's not as it ba- as bad as it is pick a place in in the country." And so. Uh, uh, hope that they yeah, were, they were right. sending out a message of hope. And that's because this huh. market is stable. It's relatively stable compared to the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, this slump we're in now, I don't believe, is going to be, well, it's not as bad at all now as mm-hmm. it is in many other parts of the country. Prices are still holding sure. mm-hmm. uh, now, and I think they probably will. But the good Lord, don't get me to prognosticating again, because all I know mm-hmm. is what I'm told, what I read, and what I observe. <laughs> 2008, nine. I think I saw in my research there was an article from Forbes magazine that that claimed us as the most recession-proof city during that time period. At one point, yeah, um, yeah, and uh, think maybe we still are pretty recession-proof. I mean, I haven't seen the exact numbers lately, but mm-hmm. I think unemployment has held low right here. Mm-hmm. Prices, home yeah. prices, seem to be uh, holding together. Uh, we finally have some diversification. You know, people mm-hmm. talked about diversifying the economy forever. And I think to me, the best sign that we have, maybe, maybe, and I hedged this with a maybe, um, but the last, you know, the current oil, uh, the, oil, the last oil problem, uh, crash or whatever, mm-hmm. it didn't wipe out the office market in downtown Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. The office market in downtown Oklahoma City You're talking is about no longer. During, I mean, now. What would that be? The end? Yeah, that was. That was before what the end of Trump? Is that what you're referring to? The I mean now. I mean I mean, I mean uh, right. Okay, right, right. Oh, you know, the, what was funny. the last oil? The, the last oil. Eighteen months, crash two years ago, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it it didn't even get a mention. Here's what I'm remembering: it didn't even oil and gas did not even get a mention in an annual office market summary, hmm. and that became the story. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that was the story. Oil and gas was not enough of a factor in the uh, downtown office market to even be mentioned. Mm. Wow. Now, that, does that mean it's not important? No. It just means it's part of the mix now in a way that wasn't before. And speaking of the office market, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the, the latest figures because I've kind of lost track of it, frankly. Um, mm. uh, again, I, I know what I'm told, what I read, and what I observe, sure. and I rely heavily on Price Edwards and company, uh, the the biggest local and deepest and widest uh, commercial real estate company in town, as far as I'm concerned. The other ones are great, but they're the local one. They're not flying a flag for a global uh, corporation headquartered in London or New York or D.C. It's an Oklahoma City company with Oklahoma City people. Hmm. So just to kind of regress us through for for just kind of the overview, so we've talked about the recession now, the dot-com excitement. Do you feel like People were starting to fix up and get everything going, and then the recession 
Yeah, we didn't. I think the in, the pricing index was like negative two when I when I researched on, you know, they say, well, how much did it drop during the recession? Some people say seven percent. Um, like Barry Rock Homes, they actually got a a, a a business loan for their business based off of a seven percent down payment for their customers, their hard money lender in town mm-hmm. here, because they they showed to their their uh, financer that seven percent was the lowest we went even during the deepest darkest days of recession in the housing recession. And so they were able to kind of get this business plan. But that's just to show you how stable this market has Mm. become over time. And someone could just say, because, well, the government is like the number one employer, right? State of Oklahoma, I think it's like 27,000 jobs, Mm -hmm. Tinker's number two, and then hospital, and then OU. Like, these are big institutions that regardless of whether the economy is doing up or down, they have to have a job. Like, there's state law, right? You have (laughs) to have these things going on, right? Same thing with the military, right? It's the military, right? You can't get rid of it because the economy's not doing good. Uh, There's certain FAA requirements to cycle the aircraft. They got to do it. They got to do all the maintenance hubs here. So... We're in 2020, 2008. Between 2008 and now, what are the key moments that you remember that you went, that was newsworthy, and you, you were excited to write something big? Between, let's just say, the last 12 years. My answer is the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest thing. And, the, gotcha. and the, rush to, the rush to the cloud by people like you. You know, I mean, you were already there, but mm-hmm. it totally souped up the move to online showings and mm-hmm. appointments and all this and that in a way that uh, the market by itself wasn't going to, I guess. I mean, you know, it was the market by definition, sure. but it was a market as affected by a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the biggest the biggest thing, the biggest change, and it hadn't gone away. Um, I just not- I noticed a billboard driving down here. Is that somebody talking about uh, online? It was advertising online tours, like property tours. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. It's, now it's expected to right. be an option, isn't it? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. before the pandemic. Sure. It was almost an extra. It's built in now to the right. showing time application. When you right. when you right. you have a box you can check for, mm-hmm. I request a, a virtual tour of this home. And right. that means when I get there, I'm going to be FaceTiming my customer, you know, or the listing agent's going to provide some type of video service. But typically what that's meaning now is I'm going to go there with my phone and I'm going to talk with my customer on the phone while touring the home. That was considered right. like shady and like no one would accept an offer from a virtual tour. Now it's a lot more acceptable. It's like pulling your phone out during church. <laughs> you used yeah. to have got you chastised. And now if, if, you nobody's pulling, if nobody's pulling out a phone during church, then you're not doing something right as far as I'm concerned. You're not giving them something to engage with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, it's stimulating. So the largest increase in interest, guys that are in my class, right, we, we don't remember rates above seven, right? That's right. that You may remember them at 20. You know, at, I mean, they were double digits for a little while. But this occurred to me this morning. When I was in the market to buy a house, I didn't care about the interest rate. The interest rate had nothing to do with my decision to buy a house in 1999, and it happened to be 9%. That's what I got the house for. And mm-hmm. I refied to seven. I was happy to do that after two years. You know, and then I refied again, and I've refied again, and I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable uh, finally. But we didn't even consider interest rate when we were looking to buy a house. We were married, moving to a new town. We needed a house. Mm. So yeah, just right. keep, keep that in mind. First right. time, first time buyers, mm-hmm. they may be literally shut out because of interest rates, but that's not to say that they're know anything about it. <laughs> 
thing. And I have never, ever known a realtor to ever say anything but now is the best time to buy. <laughs> and I'm not being yeah. smart out. It's true. I mean, yeah. there's never anybody has told me, wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, and, and, the yeah. Way, and the way it works is that's, it turns out that's probably the right. That's mm-hmm. probably right. Now, there's never a better time mm-hmm. than now to buy. Mm-hmm. Rates may go up. Rates may go down. Uh, the value may slip some uh, or not. But what's the alternative? Continuing to pay rent and not right. having anything but time in a place to show for it. That's right. And to some people, yep. though, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yep. They don't either. Either they have another source for retirement or investment going on, mm-hmm. or whatever. Because there's a certain freedom in being a renter as well. Sure. And so you know, sell freedom all you want, but there are yeah. different kinds of freedom. <laughs> yeah. So, two things. We're going to get into the. Um, I wanted you to comment a little bit about what being a pastor and being a journalist at the same time, how that how that's <laughs> been. Uh, but you just wrote an article on the builders being out of a job, basically, uh, this last week. Uh, a new construction, oh, oh, oh. Oh. new construction, a thousand homes missing or something well, like that, well, which has resulted the... in three thousand. Well. Potentially 3,000 jobs, uh, you know, workers looking for jobs. There's a slowdown. No, Everybody knew that. Uh, I was surprised. I was struck by how fast it slowed down. I mean, and I put it, and I don't have them in front of me, but the story had the numbers, you know. Year mm-hmm. to year, the numbers are off X. But if you just mm-hmm. looked at that fourth quarter, there were only 700 and some odd building permits pulled in three months across this entire metro area. Mm. More than a thousand fewer than were pulled last year. This time, fifty-six percent drop. Wow, that's that's just huge, and it shows you how fast they slammed the brakes on, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was just that was one of the most startling building permit numbers I've seen the whole time I've been here. I mean, it's a quick slowdown. So, uh, mm. oh, you know, I mean. I, as I say, yeah. I don't have a dog in this hunt, but I want everybody to be successful, mm-hmm. and I want everybody to be treated fairly. That's what I want to see happen. Now, whether that means there's more houses being built or fewer, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not all. I'm not everybody. Uh, but the economy is uh, hurting because those houses aren't being built. Or, or maybe another way to put it is uh, the economy's success isn't being enjoyed because those houses aren't being built. You know, there's a worker shortage, too, a trade shortage. So this might help that out. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. Well, if we have a cra- – not a crash, but if we have a big decline in construction, well, then suddenly the mm-hmm. worker shortage isn't as acute because that's just the way supply and demand works, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch, but – Heck, if I know what to expect. Comment a little bit on, so you got a church that you, I mean, according to your description here, it's it's a church that you're part-time pastor in or? Correct. But let me talk about, let me talk, tell you about this church. I fell in love with it when I first heard of it because it was the first integrated church in Oklahoma, formally integrated. That means there was a black church and a white church. And the Presbytery came together when they were both without pastors in 1958 and helped guide them together to form an integrated congregation in 1960, five years before the Civil Rights Act, mm-hmm. five years before the Voting Rights Act, cutting edge, along the same time that Clara Looper was doing her protests with the NAACP youth uh, in the lunch counters. Anyway, this congregation came together, and it's been a lot bigger than it used to be, like most churches. Uh, but it's a special place. It's a holy, sacred place. And I was able to get it on the National Register 
National Register of Historic Places by writing the nomination myself. Mm. That's one of my most proudest things. I've done two churches. The church I pastored west of Enid, I got it on the register for its architecture, and I got this one on because of its history. And so anyway, y'all come. My, 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 uh, my welcome is this. If you're going to church somewhere, keep going. If you're not, consider this one. It's a super place. Very tiny, though. If you show up, you will be a statistically significant increase in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard, it's been great talking to you yeah. today. Thank you for Thank having you for me. I hope I had something useful to share. I don't feel like I did because, again, all I know is what I read, what I'm told, and what I observe. So, For more information or to get started with your home, visit OklahomaRealEstateShow.com. 